So today's training is called the Financial Independence Engine. I teased it out there on the uh, on Facebook, on the Facebooks, <laughs> the Face Spaces, and uh, on Slack. I put it out there saying, hey, I'm going to teach on how to properly get rid of your job, which also includes uh, getting rid of your sales job, your, your insurance sales job. Uh, because make no, no mistake about it. Uh, there are two ways of making money with us. And one is sales and the other is building an agency, building a business. Uh, it's two different forms of income. Uh, I'm not uh, putting down either one of those forms of income. I think they're both great. Uh, and, and frankly, if we're not selling, <laughs> if nobody's selling anything, nobody's making anything. I mean, that, that's the, that's the, the cornerstone of, of revenue. Uh, and what we do is actually selling insurance products to people who need them. Uh, and sometimes we sell it to people who don't, which we don't try to, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so I teased it out there. I'm going to show you how to get rid of your job. And I know there's a lot of people working with us on a part-time basis. And so you may be watching this actually on a rerun. Uh, you're watching this, uh, this video later, listen to this podcast later. Um, and, uh, you're not catching it live. And so, um, but, and so I'm talking about getting rid of your job. I teased that out there, but there's more that I'm going to talk about today than just that. I, I want to start off with the training, just saying uh, where you know, I believe in giving credit where credit is due. My mom was a school teacher for years and years and years, and uh, it was drilled into my head. Bibliographies, uh, otherwise they can accuse you of stealing the information. And that's you know, get, I got my freshman year roommate kicked out of college, so I don't I don't try to do that. Uh, I try to give credit where credit is due. And what I'm going to teach is from the game Cash Flow. Uh, if you have not played cash flow, get with somebody who has and play the game. It is a phenomenal game. It is an amazing uh, way to learn how money really works and how this world really works. It was developed by a guy named Robert Kiyosaki. You may be, may or may not be familiar with Kiyosaki. That he wrote the Rich Dad Poor Dad series. Well, he really technically wrote like the first three books. After that, Rich Dad Poor Dad was a brand, and he he authorized other people to author under his brand. <laughs> so, which when you start to get to know Robert Kiyosaki, it is totally lines up. It just makes sense that he did that. He created another source of revenue. Uh, but uh, the, the gist of this cash flow game, um, if you've not read any of his books and, and his first book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a great book. The, the second book is what changed my life. And it was cash flow quadrant. It touched, it touched on some of the first book, uh, but then dove deep into the cash flow quadrant that he teaches. And I'm not here to teach the cash flow quadrant today, but I will talk about this game briefly. Uh, you can see in the picture there, there's a, a around the rectangle, there is a, a series of boxes. That's a path. And inside of that is a circle. And that circle is the rat race. So the, the, per, the point of the game is you start in the middle on the circle and uh, you learn through trial and error. And, and really, this is a this game is a group exercise. If you will listen to people who've been there before, you will win faster than they did. Woo, there's a life lesson. Uh, but you're in the rat race and maybe you're making, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 thousand dollars a year. This game will actually teach you the thought process and the the uh, the steps of getting out of the rat race and into the uh, easy street. Is that what they call it? I can't remember now, uh, what that, what that is all of a sudden I'm like drawing a blank on that, but you're, you're getting from, you're going from working for the dollar to having the dollar work for you. You're going from active income to passive income, uh, is what this game ultimately teaches, but it also teaches how to track your, your, your revenue, how to track your money and what's going on with it. Where is it? What's happening to it? Uh, and so from that game, 
we developed this thing called the Financial Independence Engine. And if you've played the game, you recognize this sheet. Uh, it is uh, the, 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 the main tool that you're using in the game to get out of the rat race. Uh, you can download this on uh, the Alliance University. Uh, it is a it is a great a, a great tool to use. This is what we're going to talk about. And those who don't know me well don't know that I I've always been hyper competitive. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Maybe when I was eight years old and I was playing checkers with my mom and I triple jumped her and then she flipped the board um, out of out of disgust and uh, we never played checkers again. I don't know if that's what stemmed it in me or maybe maybe the fact that she flipped the board was that was just DNA that was passed on to me some way somehow. Uh, I am hyper competitive. I've always believed and, and to this day still believe that everything in life is a game. And um, if you tell me the rules to the game, show me how to play the game, give me a second, I'll figure out how to smoke you. I mean, that's just, that's my attitude. That's my, totally my mentality, but that's honestly, that's, that's the way I live. And I don't know any other way. I don't know how anybody else does it. Like I think of everything as a game. Uh, my marriage is a game and people go, wow, that's kind of, that's kind of belittling your marriage. I mean, the marriage should be on a pedestal. You don't understand how important I think winning is. Uh, <laughs> like, I want to win at my marriage. I don't want to lose. So I treat it like, again, there's things, there's rules to the game. Like, uh, you know, like, like with my marriage, if I go play the game somewhere else, that's not good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not going to help my marriage. Uh, I, I got to be present in, in order. Anyway, there's rules. So this is a game. What I'm going to do is show you how to play the game today. So what you're going to learn is this. Uh, you're going to learn what these different boxes mean. Uh, you're going to learn the basics of the game. You're going to learn how to use your assets for you. You're going to learn the effect of getting out of debt. And as promised, you're going to learn how to get rid of your job or the sales portion of what we do. Again, not putting down selling insurance, definitely not putting down jobs. Uh, but, I, and, and, and I, I'll say it now because I might forget to say it later. You know, there's the old saying, you know, J-O-B stands for jackass of the boss, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Uh, I've, I've heard that for 20 plus years. J-O-B is jackass of the boss. And some people say, well, I sell insurance. I'm self-employed. No, that just means you are the jackass and the boss, right? Like you're, you're, you're both like you're, you're, you're the, uh, you're the, everybody talks negatively of so many people. It's, 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 it's a thing to talk, talk bad about your boss. Um, just over broke is another one. Diane said, uh, that, that's, uh, <laughs> but, but when you're self-employed, that, that boss that you used to talk about so, so negatively, that's you. <laughs> so what we're all time, I'm not putting down jobs in any way, shape or form. Uh, but I am saying that, uh, you're limited as long as you're stuck there, right? And if you can, if you can move beyond that, uh, and certainly we have an opportunity for that, I'll show you how to do it. Okay. Here's how to play the game. Let me open up the chat box over here in case somebody's chatting me something important there. All right. Oh yeah, Bruno put the, the link to this uh, form in the uh, chat if you need to download that. So here's how to play the game. Looks like this. Let's talk about what the boxes mean. Let's go with that first. So you see this first box, this is override income. Override income, if this is a new term to you, uh, override income is simply the, the income that you make by helping somebody else make money in this business, right? Uh, that's the very basic of it. Uh, override income works like this. You are at a commission level. You hire somebody at a commission level lower than you. There's a difference there. 
So when, when that agent makes a thousand dollar annualized life premium sale uh, or roughly 80 bucks a month, they sell that, they get paid their percentage times that thousand dollar premium, right? So if they're at a 50 contract, which we don't offer, then they just made 500 bucks on that sale. You make the difference between, between your commission level and theirs. So if you're at a 60 and they're at a 50, you're making 10 points, 10% times that thousand dollar sale they made, that's a hundred bucks you made. That's override income. So you'll see here, this box this uh, is labeled out with leg one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, and then all others. Um, that, that All others is just because the, the box ran out of room. Uh, it, there's no there's no rules on how wide you can be uh, or should be. Uh, that's more of a, a science than it is an art. It's more of an art than it is a science. Flip that. Uh, it's uh, and really that's figured out mostly with coaching. But what you're doing in this box is you're just you're just writing down what you made off that leg this month. Each month you're just writing down what you made on that uh, on that organization. Um, this, and, a, and a leg, if you think about an organizational chart, there's legs like. You know, our leg number one for the Fitz group is the Lampy Warriors, right? That's leg number one. And then under under Diane, she's got different organizations as well, too, right? Leg number two for us, it varies, but I think it's uh, normally the Allemans, Mike and Michelle Allemans. Well, underneath the Allemans, their leg number one is Megan and Jonathan Yakey. So you, you get organizational chart. That's what the legs are. It looks like, you know, that, okay? Box number two is monthly income. You see here, it's lined out for you. Your job income, your job paycheck or NAA personal sales. Maybe you got rental income coming in uh, off of property. Uh, any other any other monthly income you've, you've created that's coming in for you. Uh, your liabilities, uh, this is your debt, right? So what kind of, what kind of, what, I've always thought of liability as anything that costs you money. Uh, an asset is anything that makes you money. So uh, in that, in that sense, that's, you know, that's what a lot your liabilities, you're listing your liabilities here. It maybe you still owe on your mortgage, uh, car loans, school loans, credit cards, uh, really any debt that uh, that you're paying interest on for sure uh, is a liability. I think any debt period. Um, your assets, uh, an asset is anything that makes you money. So maybe you got savings. That's not making you much money if you got it into a traditional savings account in the bank. Uh, real estate, equity, all other investments, you know, anything that's kind of making you money, anything, a 401k, IRA, uh, those kind of things that maybe you had an old job, those would be considered your assets. Monthly expenses. Uh, this is what you're paying monthly really on your liabilities. So your mortgage, uh, what's got a monthly payment to that, right? Your car payments, school loans, credit cards, personal loans, utilities, other expenses. And then finally, business expenses. This is really important when you're paying attention to this sheet. Business expenses are separate from your monthly expenses. So many agents combine those two. Well, first of all, Technically, that's called commingling of funds. And from a tax perspective, you can get screwed. So <laughs> set up a separate account. It also helps you mentally uh, know that, hey, my personal expenses, like my house payment, that is different than buying leads. That's a different expense. Uh, that's a business expense. So you see here first listed as taxes. I like that that's listed first because if you don't pay your taxes, they will take your business. Uh, they will take your house. They'll take it all. Uh, but taxes, leads, advertising, office space, travel, phone, employees, all others. This is um, not an exhaustive list of, of business expenses by any means. And really what I like, uh, I'm going to go back to this sheet real quick. Uh, the original sheet that we saw, you see there's two sides of this sheet. There's one that I just went through explaining what all the boxes mean. And then there's one that's empty. 
that's really the one you're filling out unless all of these are exactly your situation. Uh, this, this gives you a little freedom to, you know, maybe you got 20 legs and you want to put all the income there uh, rather than just stopping at 10 or, or, you know, generically stopping at all others. All right. So let's, uh, let's jump into the basics of it. Now that we know what the boxes mean, let's get into the basics of how this game is played. We're going to play this game. By the way, we've used this game to help people get out of debt. Uh, we've used this game to help people walk away from six figure incomes. Uh, we've used this game to help people realize uh, they've got more going for them and building this business than they than they know. And uh, we're able to uncover uh, some some hidden treasures in their in their resources. So uh, let's go through the basics of it. The game is this. Everything you're trying to win this game, everything you're doing is trying to fill this override income box. That's the game. <laughs> okay. So think in terms of, well, Fitz, I don't want to build a team. Listen, I'm talking to you more than building a team or whether you want to build a business or not. I'm talking to you about how to become financially free. That's bigger than building a business. That's bigger than selling insurance. It, it's so much bigger. I'm, we're talking about financial independence here. And there may be other ways of becoming financially independent. I don't know them. <laughs> and if you're on this call, chances are you don't either. So don't, don't be all mad at me. <laughs> you don't know more than just this way. No, I don't. You don't either. That's why we're listening. That's why we're working together, right? So, but I know this one. And this one, the game is creating that override income. So everything you're doing is 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 going towards bringing people on board, getting them up and selling, helping them make money, and then helping them do those same things for themselves. Don't just stop with them, but but then turn around and get them hiring other people, helping them get up and making money. That's how you're going to create the override income. So that's the very essential of this game. You're trying to fill this box. You'll see it as we go through all the different examples. We're filling this box. All right. So you've got this monthly income that goes towards paying your monthly expenses. Here's a basic tip. Reduce your monthly expenses. <laughs> There's a basic tip. It doesn't occur to everybody, though. <clears throat> so when, when I started playing this game, I, I started playing this game before I knew the game. Because it didn't make sense in my head. Now, this you, you, if, if you're not a Gen Xer, you may not really, if you're, if you're younger than me, is what I'm saying then you're millennial or, or, or uh, Gen Z. I think my kids are Zs. Um, if you are, if you're in that range, you may not understand this, but back in the day, like a DVD player cost 500 bucks. Uh, like for real, a DVD player was 500 bucks. And some people go, what the heck's a DVD, right? That, that's just how far removed we are. But a DVD, like I had a VCR with a, a tape that we'd put in there and watch movies. And I'd have friends come over to our townhome and, and bring a DVD, which is like a CD. It's like a disc. And they would bring that over and they go, Hey, let's watch a movie. I got, I got nothing to play that on. You can put it on your finger and do like this, but I can't watch it. And it's not a movie we're going to watch. Why don't you have a DVD player? Cause that thing costs 500 bucks. You know what I can get for 500 bucks? I can get an ad in the Dallas morning news. that's three lines and it'll run on Sunday. And I can hire four or five people off of that easy. Why would I spend that $500? on a DVD player. We had very basic cable. We didn't have all the extra channels. We had ABC, CBS, 
NBC because we couldn't put up an antenna where we lived. So we had to get basic cable. So we, because the internet wasn't huge when we first got started. We couldn't just go look online to see what the weather was going to be. We had to watch the weatherman on TV, right? So we had very, we didn't have HBO. We didn't have Showmax. We didn't have Showmax, Showtime, Cinemax, ESPN. We didn't have any of those channels. And people, people would come over and go, why do you just have basic TV? Because everything you're adding costs more money. And with that extra money, I could be using that for something that's building my dream as opposed to building my waistline. Sitting and watching TV never did much for my waistline. I always built it, never, never reduced it. So I, I'll step off the soapbox a bit, but I, I, we didn't go on vacations. <laughs> Gosh, you're not living fits. You got to go on vacations, man. No, the game is override income. And I could take 20 years to build that override income, or I could take four. I took four and I was able to walk away from the sales four years of selling while hiring and training. I was able to walk away from that and, and solely make my living off of override income. That's a pretty cool dream. If you don't have it, you ought to, you ought to start thinking about it. So we did everything we could the year that Heather and I made $600,000 in our business. We lived like we were making 50,000. We didn't take all that money and use it personally. We poured it back into the business, which is why the next year we doubled our income to 1.2 million. Okay. So the idea is if your monthly income is up here and your monthly expenses are down here, there's a gap. Now, the question is, what, what are you going to do with that gap? Joe Schmo America puts that gap in savings, earning less than 1% interest and paying taxes every year. Sometimes Joe Schmo America takes that gap and puts it into a 401k or an IRA. Maybe they get with uh, an investment advisor and they start investing in the market with that gap. I really don't think doing stuff like I just described with that gap is a bad idea. Some people take that gap and they buy their boat. And with that boat, they just increase their monthly expenses and, and, and now they're, they're upside down again. I didn't do stuff like that. And, and really, the, the wealthy don't. The way they got wealthy is they took that gap right in there. And they put it into something that was going to produce a bigger return. For me, I didn't save money. I didn't put money into savings. I have another talk about that. I'll tell you exactly how I did stuff, but, but I didn't just try to save money. I wasn't trying to build up a, an account with money. I didn't, I wasn't pouring money into a 401k or an IRA. I was pouring every bit of that gap. I was pouring back into business expenses. That was my retirement plan was building a business not an IRA or a 401k. I've heard it said before, building a business is insurance on your insurance income. When you're building an agency, you're, you're buying insurance on your insurance income. That's what I was doing. Every bit of my business expenses were going to drive the override income up. That's the whole point. So there's the basics. Let's talk about using your assets for you. All right, remember the game is building this box, override income. It's growing that. It's not about growing any of the other boxes. It's only about growing this one box. What do you have in your asset box that you could use to build the override income? I didn't have anything. Well, that's not true. I had credit cards. And while technically a CPA uh, is not looking at credit card, you know, limits uh, towards your your assets. Uh, when they're figuring out your net worth, they don't see how much available credit you have on your credit cards. That doesn't add to your net worth. 
but I saw it as an asset because by my definition, an asset is anything that makes me money. So if I could take money on a credit card and maybe it was going to cost me 20% interest, which my credit cards when I was at the peak of my debt were 28% interest is what they averaged. That's awful. But let's just say 20% interest I was paying on a credit card, but I could get back 30% on my investment. That's playing the debt game the right way because I'm being charged 20% for a 30% return. That's a 10% net to the positive. That's, that's the proper way to use debt. So a lot of people, uh, I, I have known people that cashed out 401ks to do this. Because what's the 401k for? Retirement. Okay, well, I'm just going to take that money and build my retirement a different way by building a business. Well, they had to pay penalties, didn't they? Sure. Yeah, they had to pay. They're going to pay penalties when they retire, start bringing out that 401k too. It's called taxes. So they just went ahead and paid it now and, and, and put that money into their business expenses. But here's something else people don't think about when it comes to your assets is your time. Time is an asset. How you use it. What you're doing right now, is this the most valuable way to spend this asset? Time. What I what I didn't know in my 20s, I now realize in my late 40s, is that time is fleeting. Time is fleeting. It goes so fast. We had our, our staff Christmas party yesterday here in the office. And those remember Joanne and Vern, they, they join us once a month for our staff lunch. And they came in. Uh, Vern brought his wife, Sheila. Uh, they're actually about to move. And, uh, and so we were realizing there in that moment that this group of people have been together about 20 years. And people are getting older. And people are starting to move away, and it's kind of sad. And you look back on it, you go, where did that time go? It's an asset. I think we as a group, as a staff, we used our time appropriately and built a phenomenal business that we all share the rewards of. So don't forget that time is also your asset. You, you could be using your time to coach your kids' little league baseball team, but that's not building your retirement. But it's important that I spend time with my kids, son. Fitz, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta spend time with my kids. I couldn't agree with you more. Me personally, coaching my kids' teams was the worst use of my time because oftentimes I got borderline abusive with words, and it didn't help the relationship. <laughs> I'm a good dad. I'm a horrible soccer coach. I'm just saying. So uh, I believe in spending time, but 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 sometimes because I'm trying to fill that override income box. Sometimes I got to spend time away from my kids. Sometimes I got to spend time away from my wife. Sometimes I got to spend time away from my friends because I've got to invest my time into the business expenses, which are ultimately going to drive up override income. There's the box again. Okay. Let's talk about the effect of getting out of debt. Fits. Should I invest in my business or should I pay off my debt? My answer is, Yes. Resoundingly, yes. Both. I, I like both of them. Can I do both at the same time? I didn't. Uh, I focused on building the business. And when the business was making a ton of money, I threw money very quickly at our debt. We paid off 80000 in like eight months. Uh, that was pretty aggressive. We were writing $10,000 checks every month to pay off debt. And we did that for eight months. And it was like, bam, we're out of debt. But that was when we were making ridiculous amounts of money. And it was a good investment at that point to get back 28% interest. Uh, <laughs> on, on our debt. So here's the effects though. Again, you're trying to build that override income box. Let's say you eliminate your liabilities completely debt-free. Just pause for a second and think about that. What does it feel like to think that you owe no man nothing? 
I can tell you firsthand, it feels pretty damn good. Pretty, I mean, when we stroked that or did a wire transfer, you don't stroke a check to pay off our house. When we did a wire transfer to pay off our house, that was like easily top five greatest days of my life. Because now I walk around my house and I kick a rock and I go, that's my rock. I mean, that's not the bank's rock anymore. I'm not renting that rock from the bank. Now, if I don't pay my taxes, it turns out that rock belongs to the government. But um, <laughs> still going to pay per property taxes. They don't ever get rid of that. So let's say you get rid of your liabilities. When you get rid of your liabilities, that affects your monthly expenses. Your monthly expenses go down, leaving you more money to put into the business expenses. And now you're building your override income. When we paid off our credit card debt, we were paying our minimum payments for like three grand a month on our credit card debt. $36,000 a year we were paying towards our debt and not getting ahead of it. <laughs> we were slowing. I remember the first time I made a payment on a credit card and they sent the next month statement and I owed more money, but hadn't charged more. I was like, how did I make a payment, not charge? And I my balance went up. How does that happen? Nobody taught me this stuff. I learned it hard. It was hard, hard lessons I learned. But when I freed up that $36,000 a month, that was more money or a year, a month. Whew. When I freed up $36,000 a year, three grand a month, that was more money I could put into the business expenses, which drove up the override income even more. All right. Here's the icing on, on the cake. The cherry on top. What I promised you from the beginning, getting rid of your job sales. How do you do that properly? Some people just go out and quit their job. And truthfully, if you're making minimum wage, do it. I mean, I'm, I, I shouldn't say that on a call like this, being recorded and everything, and is the video is going to go out later. But, golly, can we replace minimum wage income in a hurry? Like, serious, bro. I mean, go do Uber. You replace your minimum wage income. Come on. Like, that's, that's not hard to get rid of. If you're making a six-figure income, let's talk before you quit your job. Uh, that, that gives me a little more pain right here in my, my guttural area. Like I just, it hurts my stomach and I think, oh, somebody just walked away from 250. I got to know that we're doing it right. Uh, and that your, uh, you know, your family's not going to hate you. Uh, that's important. So again, override income is the box you're trying to fill. So the question mark is, how do we get rid of this monthly income? How do we do it properly? What, here's where it is. Here's where it ends up. And I got another teaching I'll do on budgeting that, 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 that'll give you some numbers to it. But ultimately what you're looking for is your override income is able to pay your monthly expenses. Remember that's your personal stuff. And it's able to pay your business expenses, which are continuing to drive up your override income. You do not walk away from sales or you, you do not walk away from your high paying job. Again, minimum wage, go ahead and quit today. But, it, but, but your high paying job, you do not walk away from those until monthly expenses and business expenses are being covered by your override income. If your override income is not covering those two things, you don't step away from that from sales. You don't step away from your job. Why? Because you're going to go backwards, dumb dumb. <laughs> you didn't really ask why. I, I was me asking why. <laughs> I, I, I remember one time, like uh, a mentor of mine, twenty years ago, said, "You can step away from your from from selling insurance when your override income is ten thousand dollars a month." Now, what you need to know about me is I'm a contrarian, which means I'm always going to think the opposite thoughts, like, like, like the, the cynical thoughts. I don't do it to be a jerk. I don't do it to be, you know, that guy. 
but I do it to make sure we're making a good decision. The, the, the thought is totally correct, right? Like there's nothing wrong with challenge. I have no problem with people challenging my thoughts because I really want the best thought. I don't want my thought, right? I want the best one. And so I really never have a problem with people doing that. So this guy says, you got to make $10,000 a month in override income before you step out of the field. I said, I got a question. He said, yeah. So what if my monthly expenses are 15 grand? <laughs> He's like, huh, hadn't thought about that. I said, yeah, I'm losing five grand a month. <laughs> yeah, I quit selling and I'm going in debt at 60 grand a year. So uh, that's a heck of a pace to go into debt. <laughs> so you got to make sure. But this is why it's so important that you reduce your monthly expenses and live on a shoestring budget personally, because that's less money you need to replace those monthly expenses. That's less money you need to get rid of your job. Bang, just like that. When that happens, you're getting rid of that job and it is a good day. And I'd love to be there to celebrate it with you. All right. As always, my contact information, if you need anything, uh, I'm here to help. Hope that helped. Can I help you? I sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's T-I-M-E-W-I-T-H-F-I-T-Z.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic and pick a time and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you soon.